spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And Kenton, just before we started recording today, we had some bad news. Uh, Betty White has passed away at the age of 99. And we're very sorry to hear that, of course. Yeah, that's terrible. The last uh, surviving member of the Mary Tyler Moore uh, main cast. Main cast. Okay. Uh, There's still John Amos uh, had a recurring character on that show. John Amos is still with us, but he wasn't part of the sort of the core group. And I I looked up right before the podcast, um, the woman, and I can't remember her name. I'm I'm sorry. The actress who played Murray's wife on the show is still with us. Mm -hmm. And the uh, actors quite a bit younger than everyone else who played Phyllis's daughter is still with us. So there's some side characters from that show, actors uh, who uh, play characters on that show who are still with us. But that's it for the main cast of Mary Tyler Moore. It's very sad. It's sad. And the other thing about Betty White is that she was an inter- intergenerational star. Like she oh, was yeah. to a, a whole generation. She was that character on the Mary Tyler Moore show. To me, she was on a Golden Girls. Rose on the Golden Girls. That's how I knew. Yeah. I didn't even know she'd done anything else before that. You know, and, and it, my mom loved the Golden Girls. We would watch the Golden Girls every, I think it was on Fridays. And we'd watch that and, and we loved it. And, uh, and Rose was kind of the dumb one from Minnesota, right? And, and we kind of like that character because Minnesota is close to us, even though we didn't want to be dumb. Right. But uh, that's that was my introduction to Betty White. And of course, since then, I've seen her in many, many, many things. And she's been like just beloved by everybody. Right. It's just incredible. She was on Mary Tyler Moore. She was also from Minnesota on that show. Wasn't she that was show a, took place in Minnesota, though, didn't yes, it? She okay. was a, she was a Sue Ann Nivens the perverted host of the uh, cooking show <laughs> on the thing, playing a very different role than what she played in Golden Girls. And if folks haven't seen it, oh, do yourself a favor and uh, get onto YouTube and see some of those, those, um, those scenes. They're just so funny in that role. Just everything she did on that show was perverted. So it's funny <laughs> if you, if all, if you only know her from uh, Golden by, Girls. By 60 standards, like by those standards, it's pretty teen by today's standards, I'm sure. Right. Oh yeah. It's racy and <laughs> It's all racy in its implications, right? Not in, not in its execution. So that's what makes, yeah. She, it's very, very funny stuff. And mm-hmm. actually, I was thinking that, of course, yeah, younger people know who Betty White is. Some younger people know who Ed Asner was because yep. um, of he was the voice in the Up movie and in some and lots of Netflix shows. Ed Asner shows up and stuff. So I think um, young people might know him. But we're sort of getting to the point where people do not recognize, like when when um, Gavin McLeod died, nobody knew Love Boat. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know Captain Steubing? Like, are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> it's like, do yourself a favor and watch right. 15 seasons of Love Boat oh, with man. all the 15? stars of the... Oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it probably is 15. It felt like 15 seasons with all the, all the stars from the 70s shows one by one oh, doing man. their time. I will never be able to wipe that song from my memory. It will be always uh, burned into my brain. Um, Can't get it out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So rest in peace, uh, Betty White. And of course, it's not a a great surprise. She was 99. So she had a long life and a good life. And she helped so, like, she just made so many people happy and brought joy to so many people. So we're very, very sorry to see her go.
December 29th has finally come and gone, and we have now the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Uh, before we get into, of course, what we thought about it and spoilers and all that fun stuff, um, I, I got to say, Ken, did, now, did you wake up and watch this first thing in the morning, or what, when did yeah. you watch it? Yeah, you did. I had okay. to do it. <laughs> I woke up at 3 a.m., and I couldn't go back to sleep until I watched it. You were thinking about it? Well, no. I, I mean, I just woke up for, you know, sometimes uh, just wake up in the middle of the yeah. night or whatever, uh, and I'm like, oh, it's up. <gasps> I can watch it right now. And I just, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go do it. <laughs> so I, I, I would, I would have it. done it. Yeah. I you know? if I would, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and it was, and I was awake immediately and, uh, and it was so good. I was just, uh, and I actually watched it three times, uh, overall, uh, because the first time, yeah, the first time it was just kind of letting me like, just washed it, letting it wash yeah. over me and, and watching it all. Second time I took notes. And then the third time was just, just, uh, for fun. It was honestly just as good that third time. It was so good. It's enjoyable. I'm, I really liked it. I see some people being kind of mean to it online and stuff. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we can get into it when we talk about it, okay. but I mean, Hey, people are mean about everything online. Right. So it shouldn't be too. And star Wars draws, extra attention to itself like the marvel universe and like some forms of fandom it draws all kinds it takes all kinds to make star wars but it's a big magnet for um pro and con and right. you're, you're always gonna see that at this point mm-hmm. but uh yeah I, I enjoyed it i enjoyed that my my big picture is i i enjoyed it and it reminds me a lot of the first the first time we watched the mandalorian i, I liked it better than the mandalorian Rick, did you I, oh absolutely yes this well, I was see. i don't know if i'd go that far i think it is uh, immediately i like it more wow. and i think maybe it's because of the of the connection to return of the Jedi um, because ah. they showed us those right away. Like we're there, yes. there's Jabba's palace. There we are. And we see like the quiet, that the quiet throne room. I wish they'd spent Ooh. more time. They maybe cut it for time. I don't know, but I wish they like gone through a couple more of those empty rooms before we settled on the back. The I tank. loved it. You yeah, know, I like I would have, I would have liked to yeah. see some of those more empty rooms. Um, but yeah, that was so cool. The opening of the show is fantastic. I really like those still shots too. We got flashbacks to Camino. Which uh, oh, yes. which, uh, which uh, blew me away. Daniel Logan has tweeted, has confirmed by tweet, <clears throat> pardon me, that uh, the new shot, I, just a sec, let me take a sip of my tea. Sure. I'm so excited I started choking. <laughs> take a sip from your John Wayne mug. <clears throat> ah, very good. Um, Daniel Logan uh, confirmed that the shot over the shoulder looking at, of uh, young Boba looking at the visor is a new shot. The uh, and the uh, the shot that we see that looks like it's from Attack of the Clones of him looking at the helmet is actually a, a different take from the shoot of Attack of the Clones. Okay. So it's I so I thought it was the exact same scene. It's apparently not the exact same scene. That it's it's a different take that they did with a different. Sh- it's, it's a different shot of that hmm. take, perhaps. But uh, I that right away, and you know what I was thinking, Dan. Mace Windu coming up. <laughs> so those, no, yeah, that, that opening was they, great. they only spent like a second on that, and then it was boom yeah. to uh, to the uh, the I think the most incredible thing I've ever seen in Star Wars uh, in my adult life, anyway, which is Boba Fett <laughs> escaping from the Sarlacc. That we is, got it, it is we got it right away, and it I is can, exactly I what I wanted. It is exactly yeah. what I wanted to see. It is exactly like I didn't envision it really like that, but uh, immediately I'm like, oh, like I just I just was blown away by that whole yeah. sequence. Um, although I do have one issue with it. <laughs> well, there's a couple, I got some questions, you know, so I guess the idea is that he, uh, um, 
finds a, a stormtrooper in there, which that's one of my only questions. How how long has the stormtrooper been in there, and why isn't he more digested? I guess right. He looked like he just went in there, but who knows, right? Um, but I guess they had to have him in there because of the oxygen tube. Like, what was that all about? I don't even feel like like needed to do that. I think they want. Uh, they wanted that. You're right. They wanted to show the oxygen tube and and show how show him his how struggle he, for survival. How he was able to breathe inside the sarlacc right. where there's no oxygen, right? So C-3PO does say it's going to take a thousand years thousand to be years. digested. So I mean that that stormtrooper could have been there, Lord knows how long. And the armor, been, the armor isn't yeah. necessarily going to get digested; just the the organic oh. matter. Yeah. Oh, that's true too. Uh, we don't really know how that works. There doesn't seem like there's a lot of oxygen in there. <laughs> no. And you know what I noticed the second yeah. time around and third time around, you see the gases. I didn't notice that the first time. Yes. So there's like a, a green gas. So it's, it's very much supposed to be this toxic environment. Um, but yeah, like he just claws his way over to the stormtrooper, takes some oxygen and then punches his fist through and burns his way out. They like immediately yeah. burns his way out. But the, and it d- didn't even occur to me. We always thought of it as like, he's going to claw his way back out of the mouth of the Sarlacc. Right. right? We always thought yeah. that was it. And no, of course not. He goes out the side. He goes, the closest point of exit is the side of the creature, not back out the way he came. Um, so he, he goes out the side and I guess has to dig through the ground. Yeah, that was pretty good. I thought he would jetpack his way out of the mouth. I thought that had to be the only, that was the only way that he could get out of that thing. But it was good. I tweeted today, uh, John Goodman escaping from the hole in Raising Arizona, where he escapes from prison and he got like, great. And he screams, ah, through the, and he comes through the mud or whatever. And it's like, and I actually thought he's pulling a John Goodman. He like, he comes right out of the thing. It's great. I love it. I love that scene. And, and then, then we say, and but how long was he in the mouth? I well, that's the ask. question. Yeah, because because that wreckage of the yeah. sail barge was not smoking. There was no. no, so it was it was weeks, maybe. I wonder. I want to say weeks at least, uh, or a week, um, because usually that the you know fires keep going for a couple of days, and there'd be wreckage, and the the you know Jawas be all over the the stuff, and you know combing it for parts or whatever. So I, I think a few weeks is, is probably a good guess, right? How long can you survive without water? <laughs> well, he was in the, yeah, like that. there's that question. And also, why did he need the oxygen at that very minute? Did he do well, something think, to require it? No, I think that would, wouldn't you wake up? If you like were suffocating, wouldn't you wake up? If he was unconscious and then you started suffocating, yeah. wouldn't you wake, you become conscious, oh. right? That's a good a good explanation, yeah. So that that's what he was, he, he began, like he was unconscious as he went in there and then as uh, he began suffering he woke up realized where he was and then uh, grabbed the uh, tube from the stormtrooper i would have liked to have seen some more of those other dudes that fell down there before him that's what um, I, I was hoping for that too because yeah. we i mean if it had it just been take had it just been 30 seconds after return of the jedi scene then we would have probably seen that mm-hmm. but um and who knows i mean you could have really it could have been like alien oh. Were Sorry, you, were you asking me? Were you asking me how long he was down there before he woke up? Is that where you were asking? Yeah, me? yeah. Okay, no, I, I, I thought you meant how long did it take him to claw his way out? I think it took him a long time to claw his way out. We don't know, right? We don't know what. No, their, no, no, we don't know. Like, but I would assume time, it's yeah, yeah. There's no. I think that the real time, the the time gap took place while he was digging his way out. I think that's when like all the other stuff was happening. I wonder, I mean, somebody's going to work out the timing of it. I'm sure we'll probably find somebody online figuring it out. Um, and then like, he's clawing his way out as the death star is exploding uh, <laughs> by uh, Endor or something like that. Right. <laughs> Just at right. the same time. The wreckage is not 
smoking. It yep. is not on fire. It, it looks like it's had time to settle. Oh, and we get that great shot. The first ever shot out of Boba Fett's visor mm-hmm. when he comes out of the hole and you can see the, the sunlight coming in mm-hmm. through the visor. I love that shot. I thought that was yep. great. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. He comes out and he's instantly beat up by Jawas <laughs> and sand people. <laughs> that was awesome and again and i love that they just kept it simple it's very simple explanation yeah. right like yeah, yeah of course the jaw the jaw was showed up stripped him of his armor and then took off and they kicked him in the head and, and left laughing um and then and, uh and the perfect tie-in to the last season of the mandalorian where our pal Cobb is on the jawa sand crawler and right. uh why did the and i was wondering why did the jawas help Cobb, but but not help boba fett i don't know <laughs> Because it wasn't the, there was a partner there was a deal they made or something I think I can't remember oh, what that was about. was it but no, I think I they uh, they were just looking to salvage the armor um, yeah yeah and, and they give them a they they, they uh, you know they give them a uh, chop in the <laughs> noggin <laughs> for his then, trouble then the sand people show up and they take him and I guess it's yeah. been established that sand people do take prisoners because sure. they took Shmi as a prisoner right so we know that they. Hold people for prisoner. I don't know. Like, I guess it's it a is a different keep... group, though. It's a oh, of course, group. yes. Yeah, and I actually yeah, made yeah. a note here that their 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 clothing and the costumes were excellent and very intricate, oh, yeah. and it was much more than what we've ever seen before uh, from yeah. Sand People. So yeah, very clearly a different tribe of Sand People than what we've seen in the past, right? And this is, um, do we know where? I guess we don't know where in, on Tatooine this is with respect to where Luke is, but I guess, and now we know it's Moss Espa is the name of the city right. um, where this is all based. And I guess that was always where Jabba's palace was. And we just didn't know that for, or maybe we did. I don't know. I, I, didn't know I that. think, I, I don't know if they ever say those words in uh, return of the Jedi Moss Espa. They no. might. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Some I, novel, the novelization might have it or something. Well, like the that. problem is that we've seen so much star Wars at this point in different media like Moss Espa yeah like I've heard that a million times but where did I hear it for all I know it's a bunch of nerds doing podcasts like us is where I heard it I don't know <laughs> exactly so yeah the sand people take them and yes. it's a great see this is where the music picks up it's like good old western style and we even get men going like hum, hum, like all of that great stuff oh, I love that and oh, yeah, great uh, music. yes yes and the and uh and the stormtrooper and the um the the sand people ride in single file, just as Ben Kenobi once told us they do. Mm-hmm. And they drag. And I, my favorite was when Boba Fett realizes I don't need to like struggle and walk. I can just lie on my back and let them pull me. I thought that was a good good. Decision. Oh, I thought he just I thought he just fell unconscious and just he did. Okay, he did. He did. <laughs> he did. But that was by far the better approach. I of course, yeah. Like, Although your back would get ripped up. Well, yeah, it would be bad either way, but why struggle <laughs> if you can't if you can't keep up with the bantha? Mm-hmm. You might as well just let the bantha pull you along. But that's pretty mean for them not to just throw yeah. him over the top of the bantha, oh. right? Like, come on. Yeah, they, I thought he was on top at first. Yeah, and then till till they uh, pan back and yeah. they see him like hanging on for dear life. But that's like that was good. That was right out of um, um, some of those um, ancient uh, Egyptian films that uh, you know, like with. Uh, Kirk Douglas, yes, and, uh, like yes, Spartacus, yeah, or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, it really made me think of that. It's like it's like um, ancient Rome meets cowboys, kind of. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, I liked it. I, I really enjoyed that. I did too. And then we yeah. kind of cut back and, and it's very clear that um, this is the way the show is going to be, right? We're going to see there's going to be so. two stories told. We're going to see the flashbacks. So we're going to see what's happened for the, like it's been five years, right? Since Return of the Jedi. So what happens to him over the five years between mm-hmm. that? And then the other half is going to be like the pres- quote unquote present of him taking over for Jabba. So, uh, and that was also great. I love that whole part of the show as well. Well, I think what the show is doing, what the show has to do. Oh, speaking of Terminator, or wait a second, I said I said that to you before before we started recording, right? I, I think remember. I said Terminator before, not after. Anyway, we Terminator. were talking about Terminator. Speaking of Terminator, this show has to do what Terminator Two did, which is take someone who we thought of as a villain and explain why they are no longer a villain and explain why that they, they, they're in fact um, uh, sort of changing their ways somewhat. And so we sort of see Boba Fett is a man with honor. More, he's going to become a man with honor, and he's still a crime lord, though. Yes, but he, he's going to be an honorable crime lord. I think is where this is headed. Yes, and right? then his enemies will be the scum and villainy of Moss right. Espa, right? These crime people, these guys, like the, the guy, may you never leave. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When a Ganoshan wishes you, but he, I can't. It was such a good line. Like, the oh, tribute. it feels like a, th- it feels like a threat. Um, so like he's got some great lines, and he's yeah. speaking more than we've ever heard him speak, of course. Yeah. Uh, but it's still really, really good. And yeah, I think I think that is it. Like he does have, see there as being honor in this trade and being a crime lord, as long as everybody's fair and everybody makes money, and you know, we just kind of be go by the deal right but of course that's not gonna always go well what did you think of his uh major domo the, the mayor's major domo <laughs> well i've heard some people say not like okay you know what this reminds me of i've heard definitely some people say they don't like that performance in the context of star wars but i have to start by saying that actor played um um what's her name um veep of uh, julia louis dreyfus's husband on veep is who that guy yeah, I thought he is looked familiar i was like you know under the makeup because yeah now on veep he is a smarmy slimy character who cannot be trusted guess what he is on boba fett he's the same character and i kind of liked him uh, it reminded me of the blue skin guy on the first episode of the mandalorian yeah where we we all agreed that that's two star trek next generation for us but then he shows up in a later episode and we're kind of like, oh, that guy, I like that guy. That guy's back. We like that guy. Yeah. And I and I have a feeling that that guy will be back and we'll like him more. On the well, show. that's the thing. And, and and I don't mind there being that type of personality. We know there's yeah. all types of personality in Star yeah. Wars, right? Especially among Twi'leks, right? Twi'leks are vast uh, array of different types of people. But the question I have for you is, so, the, so what happens is, uh, you know, all these people are parading through paying tribute. Uh, we've got, um, and it's just Fennec and Boba there at first it's just mm-hmm. the two of them i guess there's nobody else he just walked in there killed bib fortuna and that's it like that's all they had to do um they have um oh god i made a comment here wookie fur oh my yeah, god yeah. i was horrified to see Wookiefer. that fur that's Ugh. his tribute and of oh. course boba he used to have the pelts around his armor and yes yeah uh, which i guess uh <laughs> it's politically incorrect now to kill wookies <laughs> You can only you can only have existing pelts show up. You can't actually. <laughs> That's right. Um, so that yeah. So the Wookie fur, and then the other question was, um, and then this guy shows up. The mayor, uh, mayor's yeah. mayor, major domo. So the mayor of Moss Espa is somebody. Now they didn't pay tribute. They didn't give him anything, no. but they're in, so inspecting something from him. 
So yeah. it's clear that this mayor is expecting like the power to shift towards him or her. So who do you think this mayor is that is it somebody from Boba Fett's out. past, do you think? Somebody who thinks know. that I'm... Boba Fett should pay tribute to him. It could be someone we know or maybe not. It could be it could go in either direction. Okay. But it's going to be it this will be a major point i think of the uh of the series is um, uh boba fett uh will will is trying to have everything work uh under a system but the folks who don't go along with that system he's going to have to deal with mm-hmm. and i think that and i think that's what, what we're setting up here okay um i'm sorry we skipped right over the dressing scene that was a great scene too of yeah. course uh when he gets his armor put on we see all everything that was like again something we've always wanted to see or you know yeah. <laughs> since we were kids like how does boba fett put his armor on well with two droids helping him um but i'm sure he was able to do it by himself before that that we did not open a pit to where a rancor might be and i kept waiting for that i thought that could happen no you did see it though you did see it in that shot yeah. at the beginning so it's there it's although there. presumably there's nothing there um, um eight, 88 the droid showed up and uh he's oh, the, still like yeah the white droid from return the, of the jedi who last seen was torturing another droid in return of the jedi right. and uh he still loves torture he still he told <laughs> he tells boba why don't you torture them uh you know you're gonna have to yeah. torture them and boba's like nah i don't i don't think i'm gonna torture anyone and he's like oh i don't know that's really the way the tatooine that's the way we do yeah, things here that's the way we do things yeah. and we the last time we saw that little freaky droid he was torturing another droid so it's like that droid loves torture and he still loves torture he's true to his character uh boba fett says they need to get a protocol droid oh yeah that's going to lead to a c3po appearance it's interesting did you see uh the art in the in the um in the credits uh yeah okay in the art in the credits one of the art pieces is boba fett sitting on the stage and if you look to the lower right it's like a C-3PO head in a in a basket to the to really his, to, to our right to Boba Fett's left. Okay, and it looks like C-3PO's head in a basket. So I'm going to bring this uh, up the, right now. Yeah, do you, do you have it there? I do. I have this, the episode here. I'll find it. Go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah. So so now we we've established a protocol droids. <gasps> You're right. Oh, yes. I'm going to share my screen with you. Yeah, like we've established that that could be any protocol droid because we see. We've seen other seats. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Hmm. It's not a basket. It's a, it's a, it's a what do you call it? Collection well, just, plate. Yeah, it's a plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's tri- plate. So somebody, yeah. that's one of the tributes he received. Yeah. Right? Because he also got, what else did he get? I don't remember. Um, actually, I don't think we actually knew of anything else that he got. But yeah, that is what that's meant to be. So what head is that? You think it's C-3PO's head? I don't, I don't think so. Because at this point, at this point, the um, I don't think. I, the the rebels have no reason to be near here. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I, I just don't think that. Um, We're not going to get that, that close to them. That's some other protocol droid. Okay. I, would, I I think, but maybe not. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I hope. I mean, it'd be it'd be cool if somehow we got uh, we got Anthony Daniels in there. But I don't, that seems a bit of a stretch. I think there's other characters that are that make more sense to show up in this thing. The other uh, characters that were introduced in this scene are the two Gamorians, his two oh, Gamorian guards yeah. uh, that I think we should nickname. Like, we got to call these guys something. Um, what is the internet saying about them? Uh, Eric and Don Jr. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've got Abbott and Costello, um, yeah. Siegfried and Roy, uh, <laughs> Hall and Oates. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. 
<laughs> whatever they call them I, they're they're great i love these guys so we have these two gamorians that just like are his his muscle basically they just walk around and they're gonna you know he's about, easily he wins people over easily hey but with that he, he'll like everyone wants to work for him how about ringo and paul <laughs> <laughs> there you go okay paul and ringo. okay but i got a quite i got a beef with the uh with just the modern interpretation of the gamorian guard and that is in return of the jedi those guards were uh, bulky characters. They were not like physical specimens by any No, sense. you're right. They were obese. I would I would categorize them as obese. Like when they we saw were them. cops who spent all their time in the donut shop. Now right? maybe yeah. they probably would explain that away saying, "Oh, Jabba's guards were lazy and blah blah blah. They didn't <laughs> train them or anything. They didn't care." Um because yeah, I remember the, and even the Gamorians that we saw in the other, uh, the last season of the Mandalorian. There, we were there in that uh, wrestling ring. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Um, they were also pretty, pretty svelte. So I thought, uh, that, I thought that only that guy was cut, but it suddenly <laughs> turns out that all the the Gamorian guards are uh, are gone. Have gone to the gym. The other thing is, is is there? They had shirts. I went <laughs> in Return of the Jedi. They were wearing parkas, right, or something. I don't remember were, a vest of vest, some kind. A parka I think vest. I, I think I had the figure. Like. I think I had the figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, and yeah, now they don't. Now they, would, they don't wear shirts. And apparently, it's customary to offer to have them hosed down uh, when yeah. you visit somewhere. Uh, it's like parking your car. You can have your Gamorreans hosed down and and uh, fed or whatever she said. I remember what she said, but it was a it was a flash dance. Um, what's her name? Jennifer Beals. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah, that was cool seeing her in a in a you know. Nice oh, role. I think she's. Oh well, I I think we have two potential love interests for Boba Fett. Okay. So far, maybe three, maybe three potential. No, um... no, no Gamorrean. <laughs> I think there. I think at least one of those Gamorreans is going to develop a crush on Boba. Okay, so uh, I got to throw this out at this point, and that is um, that the sand the, in, with, when he's with the sand people, he fights the one sand person, right? Right. And um, that sand person is a woman. Did you notice that? That's a woman. Okay. I did not you, notice that. If you but... look closely. Okay. Now, I did not come up with this theory. I heard somebody else come up with this theory somewhere. I don't remember where. Somewhere online. And the theory is that that's Fennec Shand underneath the sand people um, garb. But I don't think... I, I, I would not go along with that prediction. That's way too far fetched, and that's too early to introduce Fennec into the into the um, story, into his life. Yeah. right? no. Well, maybe, nah. maybe not. No, nah, but no, nah. we don't need. We don't. There's no need for it. There's no need. Like, to, are you hiding? What a person why can't it be a female sand person? Why can't be a female sand person? I think it should be a female sand person. But could a person hide out and pretend to be a sand? I don't person? know. They seem pretty tight, yeah. those sand people. Like, and one thing I loved is that, like, imagine this case. I don't know who came up with the sound. Probably Ben Burt, right? Came up with the sound of the that he does oh, yeah. in, the, in the very first movie. That's the only time we see a sand person, and that's what we hear, right? Right. But from those sounds, they have developed like a language, yeah. and just like these sounds that they all make, and it seems like a language that they're talking to each other. And it's very, very cool. Um, before we get to that, um, just while we're back at the um, with um, Jennifer Beals and her uh, whatever that place was, it was like her, she was offering sundry um, offerings or whatever she said. It was like it was like a, was like, um, a brothel, wasn't it? I guess a it was a brothel, gambling. but also a casino. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is that Figure and Dan and Max Rebo? Was that both of those yeah. guys together in the band? Yeah. Uh, Yes, I think so. And was and was Max Rebo not on the barge? I believe he was on the sail I barge. Think he was. He? I think you're right. He was. Yes, I think we <laughs> saw him on the sail barge. So somebody landed on their feet. 
That's right. And they're Max oh, Benna. and they're all they're also playing except they're playing a new slow uh slow version of that. It's a remix of it. Now that that seems fair because it's been yeah. um what five six years since I saw, that was a hit a while back. Now it's coming back again. A different version of his is also he's on the reunion tour. Yes, right. That's and right. he's got he's got a new drummer. He's got a droid drummer. That's right. Drum. I love the droid yeah, drummer. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, me too. And he was good. And he actually looked like he was playing the drums, which I like, which I appreciated. I, I would not put it past him to actually build a real droid that played real drums. I would not surprise <laughs> me at all if that's a real thing. You know what occurred to me well, as I was watching that? I was like, if I worked at, uh, okay, you know that commercial? One, eight, eight, eight cars for kids yes. or whatever. And it's like the kids faking their oh, musical God. instrument. Or no, one night. I can't remember what it is. I can't remember yes. the phone number. The cars for kids. I was like, if I worked there, I would be like on the phone to Lucasfilm going, come on, guys, we got to do this. we got to get that <laughs> band. we got to get them to sing cars for kids in the ad. Uh, they also get their helmets serviced. Uh, they already have their helmets serviced. And for, for Boba Fett, that means that they fill it with coins. Yeah. Um, which also means that he can't put it back on when he leaves, which I think is kind of rude. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't they just – are they doing this to try and get under the law or something? I'm pretty sure nobody cares. Like, there doesn't seem to be any law at all in this town. Or was that to leave them vulnerable? I don't Maybe. know. I'm just wondering, like, why would they? I, I, no, I think the intention was like, oh, we're well, here's your payoff, yeah. but like, here's your right. cut, buddy. That's what that is. But it's like, why can't they just give it to him in a regular box? Why does that have to go in his helmet? I, <laughs> you know? I, I know it's like the classic, uh, let me fill your cup and then right. you drop coins in it or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like you could have just handed it to me. But uh, Jennifer Beals, I uh, think, is the future love interest of both. Oh, that could be, could very well be. Yeah, I think it has to be, right? And he was nice. He was like, he was, he was very polite and very um, proper. And he's looking awesome, isn't he? He looks better than he did uh, when he did the first movie. It's crazy. He's just ripped and he's like looking. Yeah, he is. That back to tank is being kind, is really working for him. He looks, yeah, and he and you would not want to mess with him at all. No, I wouldn't want to. I mean, he he just seems like a brute, right? And I love that the next fight scene we got was when those guys show up with their shields, yeah. and I really like that scene because it was different. It was like, okay, so these guys are just going to sit here and poke them with these things until right. they pass out, I guess, or whatever's going to happen. And and it was just a, just a, we'd never seen that in Star Wars before. That strategy usually it's just like lightsabers or blasters, so that was a completely different look and then we got star wars parkour which i loved i thought that was yeah we never seen that in star wars before yeah it it was casino royale all over again (laughs) it was yes and uh yeah and and uh and he says uh he says to fennec shan alive he like he already knows who's gonna win but and he knows that she killed them (laughs) yeah right yeah and then yeah so that's good at the end of the chase she she takes one of them alive and kills the other one (laughs) i guess so i so i guess we're gonna find out in the next episode what that what that guy says. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they cut back to the, the um, flashback. Right. I think for the rest of the episode. Um, and that's when the set with more, um, that's when he fights the, uh, the sand person. Right. But and first they, they take the them. So, so one thing we talked, we didn't talk about is that when he's on uh, being captured and he's held captive by the sand people, uh, first he gets beats up, beat up by a bunch of kids. Uh, they come and tease yeah. him and they hit him. And then they, they all beat up on him. And then later on, there's this great scene where he's sitting by the fire and he's trying to get loose. And there's the oh. lizard dog there. Uh, I'm going to call that yeah. lizard dog Sparky. Um, and he is, <laughs> I just love that where he's like stops and he looks at him and he's, Dog wakes up and looks at him, and he's like, it's just so well paced yeah. and just so fun. Uh, he gets his, he knocks the dog out, 
cuts his bonds, offers to cut the other guy's bonds. Rodian, do you want me to cut your bonds? And then the, then the Rodian starts yelling. <laughs> that guy's an idiot. Oh, those, Rodian, those Rodians cannot be trusted. Not at all. He's like Greedo's brother-in-law. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He yells and screams like, "What? Yeah. why would he do that? Like he's trying to curry favor with his captors. Yeah. But why wouldn't you? Why would you do that when you're with this brute who could clearly you're you're gonna escape if you hang out with this guy? Right. Exactly. So why you would yell and scream like that? The guy, that guy. Yeah. Um, so then uh they capture him, tie him back up, and then the next day they take the kid, which I yeah. guess is the same, the same kid there was they were introducing before. There was one shot. I thought it was really weird where they just stayed on the sand person, remember, where he goes away and then the shot like pans around and just holds on their face. For a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch back, you'll notice that. I think it's so that we can notice that character's like headdress. It's a specific thing. Oh. I think that's why they did that. Right. And I think it's the same character that was the kid that took him and the other slave um, to look for water seeds or whatever those were. Uh, something right. that apparently can just dig in the desert and find these seeds that have water in them. Um So I guess that's why they keep them around for slave labor. That's the only reason why they keep... <laughs> Um, these guys alive. Like, why else would these people keep these them hostage? Well, we already at this point, he's already proven that he can take the dog in a one-on-one fight. Mm-hmm. The kid wouldn't offer that much more of a challenge for him. So it's kind of an odd. I thought it was odd of uh, of the sand people. Maybe it was a test for the kid. Maybe more than more than any anything. But they take. But so they all, they go out there, and I thought this is a. Uh, uh, once again, Boba's chance to really get away. That's what I that's what I really thought was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we set up there was a street gang. Yeah. Uh, and they 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 pulled an Uncle Owen on some other guy. Well, I thought it they, was that for for a second there. I thought it was. I'm like, oh my god, this that's they're they're trashing yeah. Owen and, and Baru's hopes about like, That's what I thought for a second too. But then you second, remind it's like, yourself. Oh, it was five years right. ago. It was like way before, right, you right. know. So it's been years since that's happened. But that's what it looked like. It exactly, looked like he was the exact they were, they were same up, Yeah. Yes, and I, in fact, I even thought maybe it was the same farmstead. We have not established that. That could very well be the case, but mm. it, but uh, we've not established that. But um, so we've set up the idea of the street gang, and they leave their they they leave their gang graffiti mm-hmm. on the side of the thing, and then yep. it's back back to uh, digging, back to digging for uh, Boba Fett and the Rodian. And he starts to. Um kind of fight back a bit with his captor. Right? He he knows and yeah. he knows he's not he's not tied up at this point and he knows he can take this kid if he wants to, right? right? So he's not really scared. He's just like I just want to drink. He's trying to be nice about it. And it's it's really like it's hard for me to reconcile this version of Boba Fett with what we've seen in the past from Boba Fett. It almost feels like a different character. You know, like, I don't know if I'm going to watch back the old movies and think of Tamura Morrison now in that costume or if this is just a different kind of different interpretation of Boba Fett. Well, he's changing as a person, which is, and the and the the series only has I don't know how many episodes it's going to be, but they have six or eight episodes to just um show this turnaround and it's 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 a it's they 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 have limited time to do it. So they have to they they have to be efficient with how they show that happening, I think. But you're right, uh just by definition, the thing that happens when you do a story like this is it takes the mystery out of the character. So so we are we are losing some of the mystery uh behind the character but then again Attack of the Clones kind of did kind of did the same thing, didn't it? 
but but I think we're gaining uh, much more in return. You know, there's we're getting more depth to this character. We're getting to see, and, and we're just going to see him in action, and that's just cool in itself. Like just being able to see Boba Fett kick ass again is just. And it, but even that statement right there, I'm like, when did we ever see him kick ass in the first movies? Like we didn't. You know, he was just carrying Han around, or he was. But we always thought he kicked ass because he looked so badass, yeah. right? Um, okay, and then they then they come across this lizard creature. This giant, or that's just sleeping in the desert. I guess it's yeah. sleeping in there to kind of keep cool or something in the, in the daytime. There's a lot of stuff yeah. in that sand on Tatooine. I that's guess so. Sure. Hey, I guess that's what, but that's what has to happen on a desert planet. There's a whole ecosystem under the sand, yeah. right? So maybe we'll learn more about that. Um, and I thought this whole thing was very Harryhausen. Oh yeah, like, oh, that's it. That's clearly what it was a tribute to. Yeah, yeah. That creature, yeah, that the four arms. motion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it wasn't. It was obviously CGI and it looked great. Right. Uh, and it had that cool, like almost those um kind of eyes, the chameleon eyes that kind of yeah. stick out and stuff. So uh yeah, great um <laughs> great fight. And I just wrote here, nice head. <laughs> yeah, they uh because he they, comes back carrying yeah. the head like that, right? The sand, the little boy lies and said he did it, clearly. Yeah. But the um How do you know that? Man- did you get do you have subtitles? No, uh, you can see it. Uh, okay. The, when you watch uh, the second time I watched it, the little kids like running around, they're all high fiving them, like "Way to go!" Like they're all happy. And then the oh. one sand person walks up to Boba and is like, "I know you did this." Oh, that's like, I didn't even take it that way. I was just yeah, like, yeah. I, I thought it was just was... like, "Thanks for doing it, man." Like, "Thanks for thanks for saving his life or whatever." That's I I, I assume that was his dad saying. Here you go, man. Thanks for saving my kid's life. No, I think it, well, that might have been a little bit of that, but I yeah. also think it was like a. I recognize you did this. <laughs> yeah, well, that certainly and is. not this and little. It, and yeah. regardless of that, it's meant to, to symbolize his acceptance into the tribe. Right. So now, presumably, he's going to live with the sand people for a bit until he gets back on his feet. Maybe for longer than a bit, because um, in The Mandalorian, of course, we see Boba Fett dressed up uh, with his robe on and mm-hmm. with the sand people sticks. Which he uh, which he can use uh, convincingly. Oh yeah. So uh, so we're gonna see. I I guess we're gonna see that um, that sort of um, take root. But what makes him decide? Um, or when do they release him? Or what makes him decide to go and and decide I need my armor and I need to go get my ship back? And which which is sort of I guess happens in the Mandal- Mandalorian timeline. But we don't really know. We don't have a clear path about how that happens, about what makes him, like if he's living, one can imagine he's living in peace with the sand people at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then why does he see the need to go back and get his armor? And uh, from the Jawas, presumably, is where the first place he would go and um, and uh, go get his ship. What What is it about, um, about um, that's going on that he needs those things or that he sees the need for those things? Uh, I'm not sure, and and uh, but I do think that it could be. I mean, we could get this into a bit of a kung fu style, yeah. uh, going from town to town looking for his armor. Like he might, he'll stay with the, he might stay with them for maybe another episode um, with the sand people. I w- I really like learning about the sand people. I really want to learn yeah, more about good. them. And I love this. This is so cool, and uh, like this is the kind of stuff that we never get to see, right? So, but then yeah, then he's gonna. He, you're right. He's got to find out where his armor is, and there's no way to. Like, how do you search a planet like Tatooine? You just have to walk from town to town and look for Jaw. Like Jawas are all over the place. How are you he, gonna know? Well, he knows. Uh, he knows uh, the Jawas took it. He knows it would be in a sand crawler. 
And that if it wasn't in the sand crawler, that somebody, they, they pawned it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, and that would lead him back to uh, Cobb. But of mm-hmm. course, at that point, the Mandalorian beats him to it. So um, uh, I don't know if we're, if this series is going to go right up. Uh, I don't think, no, I don't think that's that. going to go right up until that, no. but I'm just like, I don't know. It's going to put, we're definitely going to see him. Um, like what, ha- what happens, what happens in this time period, the five years between what we've just seen. And the, that's the time gap between these, the two sides of this show, five years. Is it five years? I, I think so. I don't know that anybody's actually like said that. that, but the Mandalorian is five years after Return of the Jedi. And this is shortly after the Mandalorian. We just don't know how, how much time passes within the Mandalorian. Right. Oh, right. So and, it's and around the same time. We're dealing with two timelines right. too. Right. right. So one right after Return of the Jedi. And uh, one right after where we left off in the Mandalorian. Right, yep. right. So we have two things going on. Diane, by the way, which is just like the Godfather part two. What we're, like, I think what we're seeing is a little bit like the Godfather part two, a crime lord uh, with a backstory that unfolds at the same time that his the mm-hmm. present day unfolds. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's it. And then we end with that shot. He takes the uh, sip of, uh, I don't know if he takes it or not, but he just stands there and that's the end of the episode. So I, again, yeah. I loved it. Watch it three times. I think it's amazing. Um, I mean, I could be just overexcited because it's been a while since we had a new Star Wars. So it could be just that as yeah. well. But no, it's uh, good. no people it's, are excited. It's a good show. If I have one beef, it's that it's only 30 some minutes long. Well, I'm, I'm and, kind of, ex- I'm kind of expecting that. Like I'm at this yeah. point, I would, I thought I was like being generous, ex- assuming the Mandalorian was going to be hour long episodes. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I guess not. I mean, it's for the most part and say with the Marvel shows, those have been like closer to 30 minutes yeah. for the, a lot of those. So I'm not worried about that stuff. Well, I, yes and no. I, I sort of thought that, okay, you're releasing this on what for most people is a holiday week or a lighter week in the year mm-hmm. between Christmas and new Year's, mm-hmm. like maybe two episodes would have been a, the way to go on the first launch. Maybe not. I mean, it's nice that they parse it out and they get the bounce, the publicity bounce every single week or the online bounce mm-hmm. every single week. But I really wanted to see a little bit more. I just thought that half an hour, 37 oh, yeah. minutes or whatever, like, give me more guys, give me a little bit more. You know, so so I almost felt like uh, after the first Mandalorian, it yeah. was like, yeah, intro- hey, it's good. It's like high production standards. I liked it. Uh, let's see where it goes. And I remember, I think it was the, the second Mandalorian episode where I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And so that's why I was like really wanting to see that second Boba episode. Mm-hmm. Just a little more to see where the show's going, yeah. see what else happens, because and the one difference I'd say between the two shows is that the Mandalorian in the first episode gave us the baby Yoda moment at the end of the show where we were like, holy crap, there's a baby Yoda. And we're all like going crazy. Um, this doesn't really, that this did not have that. It did not have a moment where we all lost our minds and we're well, like, the, oh, the op- it opened with that. It, the moment right. I lost my mind that's was right. the, the opening scene. So that's fine. Yeah. It could have ended on that scene actually. Now that yeah, I think about right. it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but so but, so yeah, I was in a way I was happy they did it right off the bat, and it, because you know it's going to be in there. So why why torture us and make us wait forever to see the thing? I saw one guy on TikTok who said that he did. He was he was like I was one of the few people who didn't want to see the Sarlacc escape. So other than that, it was great. I'm like that was what? still great, even if you didn't want to see it. It was still great. Like how can you? I don't know. I don't but get that. The, the other thing is they didn't belabor it. No, like they didn't. They didn't show us the inner workings of the sarlacc or anything like that. Or like <laughs> it was. He was like in and out pretty fast yeah. from from the moment we saw him. 
but it was cool the way that they did it. We got a shot with him laying in the sand in the armor with the, I think, dead Sarlacc behind him. Mm-hmm. The pit yeah, you behind can see a him tentacle kind of yes. lying um, yes. there. So, yeah, it is dead. I think, uh, yeah, I think he killed the Sarlacc. Yeah. And so does that mean there's going to be a bunch of other dudes cr- climbing out of the hole? <laughs> well, Thanks everybody who's still life. in there, right? Anybody who's still in there who uh, fell in there during the battle, right? Although it did seem like there was bad oxygen in there, so we don't, we don't, we don't know. Not everybody was. Not everybody had a stormtrooper nearby. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) How many Sarlacc pits are there on Tatooine? Well, we've seen two now, so presumably. Well, the one of the the it wasn't a pit; it was a cave. It was a yeah, where the crate dragon. But they said um, that they took a Sarlacc out. They killed the Sarlacc. So. Oh right, right. So they they are killable. Yeah. They're yeah, just yeah. creatures. Like, we don't even know what they look like. I assume no. it's like kind of like a squiddy kind of thing where it's like this big, long thing with tentacles <laughs> at one end. Right. I kind of feel like it looks like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. So, that was oh, it. That was the episode yeah. of uh, The Book of Boba Fett. Very excited for uh, season two. We have to work out our recording schedule. Uh, I yeah. guess we'll do that off camera, <laughs> off uh, off uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we, we, will get, we are going to stick with this for the next uh, few weeks. We'll keep talking so what about you- it. Do you want to give the first episode something out of ten? Nah, you loved it. I loved it. Ten out of ten. I don't. I don't want to rate each episode. Let's give the overall season a rating at the end of it. Um, do that. I think that's a better way to go. Oh, one more thing. Robert Rodriguez directed the episode. That was the other yeah. thing that I forgot to say. So I'm very oh, happy yes. that he. That was, he was excellent, and he, he's just so good. And it's great to see these guys working on this stuff. Like guys who grew up with this and who grew up loving right. this stuff are now getting to create Star Wars, and that's and it was written by John Favreau. Which uh, makes always makes me feel comfortable, more comfortable seeing that he wrote it. And um, I once again, I couldn't help but think John Favreau is a guy who gets Star. He gets Star Wars, and he and um, seeing his name on there just makes me feel more confident um, about where the show is going. And in a way that uh, once again, it must be said that J.J. Abrams doesn't. That J.J. Abrams kind of didn't get Star. He was like, if you put a bunch of aliens that look nothing like anything we've seen before in a bar again, everyone will go like, well, that's Star Wars. And it's kind of like, uh, it doesn't work that way. John Favreau knows like, oh, look, here's a Rodian. He's not Greedo, but this is what a Rodian looks like. And we're yeah. familiar with him because we're familiar with Greedo. We know Greedo was like a slimy uh, character, an, an untrustworthy character. Here's another guy. Right. And he's got his own issues. <laughs> and he was pink was he pink oh uh, yeah he was not a green uh, rodian yeah uh, and if it, but here's the problem if they make him green then we start thinking it's anakin's friend again oh whatever, whatever. yeah no i'm not that, i'm not interested in that kind of stuff no i know that little kid who was that kid i don't remember now don't his little rodian friend yep. it's like so you can't make him green because or, or or if you make him green then people who aren't star wars fans think it's greedo again mm-hmm you know, so there's a bunch of problems that rise. But anyway, I like the fact that uh, Favreau gets it, that he too. he knows just the right amount of uh, what makes Star Wars Star Wars. And uh, even the folks complaining about the uh, PR guy from the mayor, his his language sounds too modern or whatever. There's some folks that think the language ah. sounds too modern. And, I, I, and I'm like, no, you know what? There's always been that in Star Wars. There's always been like sayings of the day popping up oh yeah and i mean jj did it too like there was all kinds of stuff in in those movies that didn't really fit but who cares it's all good um 
I think that the mayor is going to be Dengar or something like that. Oh. It's going to be like another bounty hunter who thinks that they're better than Boba Fett, and that uh, that that's why Boba Fett should give them tribute. Um, so it's going to be somebody from his past that is going to be pissed off uh, at him, and then that's going to be one um, one enemy, not and then some, the other one, not that? some oily, not some oily politician character I, I, or... I mean i think that that's what that guy is meant to be he's the sleazy politician character and and we're gonna get something different the mayor is something different i think it's gonna be like um because the way he was talking he's like you may expect a response like yeah. it's gonna be some like monster guy going or something like i don't know there's it's gonna, gonna be, be another delegation crazy. he's yeah, gonna visit but... from another delegation but the delegation is gonna be a bunch of thugs right it's gonna be something big yeah. it's gonna be something a very very overstated uh to kind of um, contrast that statement. So anyway, we'll find out, I guess, but it's, I love it. It's all good. It's all so, so much fun. Do you, do you think we're going to see the bounty hunters? The other bounty hunters? I do. Hunters yes, I this? do. I think we'll see somebody. Uh, I think we'll see, I don't know, somebody from that lineup. Um, I can't, I could, it could be anybody really, but I would like to see Zuckus and uh, Forlom. <laughs> Forlom. Those guys don't get enough love. I don't think Forlom and Zuckus. Those guys. No, uh, they don't. So we'll see I, those guys. I, I actually don't think we're going to see Mace Windu in the series. I think, <laughs> However, I, so, but I like the joke. I like joking about it. But I do think that w- that the series will end with a possible tease of a f- some future series going in that direction. Oh sure, because they'll think, bring I Sam think... Jackson. Sam Jackson. Oh no, Sam is he's still doing Marvel stuff. Oh, he's still around. He no, can, he's still and Nick Fury's still around. But yeah, but keep in mind that Mace Windu was like fried and thrown out a window, <laughs> and like he's not going to be like the same old Mace Windu we knew. Right, he's probably going to be in rough condition, or or who knows, like who knows, like half droid or yeah, something. Right. Like they could do anything with him, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I do think that there will be that. That is the obvious play. Not, I don't think this season. I think that's a bit of a stretch for this season. But I think the hint of something like that for some future thing. Um, I think that'd be a delightful way to end this series. Agreed. So uh, the first series. So I guess we'll yeah. see what happens. But I, I sure enjoyed it, and I, uh, I want more. I want more. I want longer episodes, and I want I them. In fact, I'm going to get up at three in the morning every Wednesday now to watch. It. Yeah, are you going to? do <laughs> I don't know. Oh, by the way, my class schedule allows me to watch one in the morning on Wednesday. Oh, wait, let me see. Let me it, check it mine. Just, Oh, it no, just well, worked out that way. I start at 9 a.m. Wednesdays. I mean, I could still watch oh, before class yeah, on Wednesdays. Could, yeah. Uh, I used to get up at 6 a.m. to watch right. uh, Mandalorian. So that was fine. Sure. I liked it. I like doing it because then um, if you're teaching a class, somebody by definition's already watched it. And they know if, if they know you're a Star Wars fan, they want to talk about it. So you got to right. be careful. You got It's yeah. better to become armed with knowing what happened. Right, and have somebody spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, well, we'll uh, eagerly wait the next episode and then talk about it after it's aired. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vetabunker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. That's no moon. Now I am the master. TK421, do you come? Going into Tashi Station to pick up some power Washington Station to pick up some power conversion. TK421, do you copy? Where did you dig up that old pot?